This is episode 247 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome everybody to another episode of Bella in Your Business. Today, we have a very interesting and exciting twist on our hiring theme that we've been talking a lot about. Today, I'm going to talk about something that comes up so many times in our group. So many times people are struggling with this exact position to hire, and I'm going to blow the lid off of it today. I, again, have never seen anyone talk about this topic in the industry quite this way or about this specific position in your business, and I am here to start talking about it because that's what we do here on this podcast. But first, before we get into it, I do want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Jazz HR. Jazz HR is an amazing, amazing system where you can not only post on 15 plus job boards, but also only see the applications that actually are good ones. Not only that, but also get people through your workflow. Yes, you should have a workflow. We've talked about this in past episodes. Some of my clients have said three steps in one hour. Guys, when we have such a volatile hiring job market, the last thing that you need to do is wait till you get home to reply back to people. You have to have this thing flowing and going fast and get them excited about the process to work with you. Otherwise you will get ghosted. People will not respond back to you or show up for the interview. So go ahead and head on over to jumpconsulting.net forward slash jazz HR. That is exactly how you can get 50% off their software. Thank you very much just for being part of the Bella crew. You'll also get a bunch of freebies too. And of course, the wonderful Abby, who has been working with our industry for three years and knows all about your pet sitting and dog walking business. So unlike the other people out there that, you know, vendors are like, you do what? Abby's down with it. She knows exactly what we do. So let's get into it today. I, You are here today probably because you want to learn how to actually hire for your administrative part of the business. You know, your office manager, that kind of thing. So let's talk about this because so many times people kind of start off with office management and what they do is they pull them off their routes. And that feels right, right? Like they know your business, they know pets, they love pets. They can obviously talk to the clients because they talk to them during meet and greets or consultations. So it just kind of makes sense that they would be good in the office, right? (laughs) Er, Wrong. And here's why I'm going to explain all of this to you today, because I know that there's some of you out there that have made this mistake before. And I know there's others that are thinking about pulling someone in from the street. And like everything, the answer is always, it depends, but I'm going to give you some things that you really need to start thinking about before you go ahead and do this so that we can set you up for the best success and not failure. So Obviously, if they are already working for you, they love pets and they love the people and they love talking about it. But it does not mean that they can come in and start helping you. Before you ever, ever introduce anybody into your office staff or your admin or your your office manager, I want you to have a couple of things in place first. Just like as if you were to hire a dog walker or a pet sitter, you need to have an employee handbook and manual. You need to have things written out 
uh, a standard operating procedure. This is what we do. This is how we do it. Here's it all written out step-by-step, factual. Oftentimes it is what they call technically written. It means it is written from a technical perspective. It means that there's no underlines, there's no bolds, there's no five exclamation points at the end. There's no red font. It is a technically written, it's a manual guys. It's a manual. No one feels like they're getting yelled at or anything for it. And oftentimes these days it is actually virtual. So that means it is something like a Google doc where you can hit control F and find, you know, what you're looking for, or maybe Google sites or Thinkific. There's a lot of different ways to host your SOPs. You cannot expect anyone to do any kind of job for you, whether it's internal or external without proper SOPs. Okay. The next thing is also a workflow and checklist. So workflows are something that you do that brings you to the next step. Okay. That's what a workflow is. And a the videos and things that you need, you, people learn differently. So sometimes people want to watch a Loom video, L-O-O-M.com. If you haven't done it yet, it's free. It records your voice, your picture, if you want it in the corner, but what you're doing online, right? So you really need that foundation. You need all of those foundational things. Okay. Cool, Bella. Yeah, I already have it. I've been writing it down. It's all there. It it might not be perfect, but I got something there. So I'm ready to rock. Okay, cool. My next question for you is, uh, what's your close rate? What? Yeah, your close rate. Like anytime anyone emails you or they call you, what percentage of the people that come to your business do you close? Because I'm pretty willing to bet that you're going to have them work your leads and your prospects, right? That are coming in. They're saying, hey, how much do you pay for or how much do you charge for dog walking, right? You're going to want them to answer those questions and you're ultimately going to want them to land clients. So where are we starting at? Where What is our litmus step? If you're giving up the reins and all of this responsibility to someone, you best your bottom dollar that they better be a better seller than you. Otherwise, you need to keep the phones or the sales or the the emails and that portion of it, right? Okay. So, so far we've got sales. That's a big thing. We want someone in this position who actually understands sales, who is excited by the word no and not deflated by the word no. Okay. That is like, okay, you told me no that way, but let me ask you another way now, right? Because if you hand over your proverbial phone, that could also be, you know, email to someone that is not you, that does not close any sales, what's going to happen to your business? They're the gatekeeper. This is really, really, really important. Okay. So you're going to want to have some sort of a sales script. You're going to want to have different levels that they can, you know, or options or, or ways that they can sell it. And so you really need to start figuring out what is your lingo? What are your words? What are the ways that you sell people via email or on the phone? And if you're just stating a price list, and you're just saying, Hey, take it or leave it. This is what I do. And you don't really actually do sales because maybe you don't like sales. This is still something that I want you to realize that we're talking about this right now, because there is someone else out there that can probably actually land more sales than you can. If you're coming from a place of, I hate sales. I don't like to do it. All right. So we got to really make sure that we understand it's a litmus test. Where are we at right now? How many new clients are we getting? What percentage of the people that inquire become clients? How many people set up meet and greets or consultations immediately? How many people just automatically do it online, you know, and set up without even talking to us? How long does it take you to do the schedule and the routes for your people? Is that take you 30 minutes or does it take you five hours a day, right? We need to understand what that is. And we need to understand things like, okay, when you're going to do the schedule, this is the first thing you look at. Then this is the second thing you look at. And this is the third thing you look at. And this is how we make the decision. It is based off of these concrete 
variables, okay? So I want you to really kind of think about everything that this job entails. So, so far we talked about sales. Now we also talked about detailed, right? Attention to detail because we have to make sure that these routes are lucrative for our sitters and that also our clients are getting what they want when they want, right? Because if we don't do that, then everything's going to fall apart. I mean, that's like basically operations, running an operation, okay? And that's something else that you got to start thinking. So if you were in any of my jazz HR classes and we're talking about creating hiring workflows to try to figure out if we're hiring the right person, we already have three post-it notes. These post-it notes are major topics. So we've got attention to detail. We've got sales. We've got operations. Okay. And what we do is underneath those topics, we start thinking about situations where it is epically failed. And we turn them into questions so that we can actually quiz people on each phase of the interview process. Are you starting to see now how, you know, someone who might not be a people person, they're a pet person and they love to walk dogs and they're really great with dogs. But the minute you get them on the phone, they just lock up or you get them to try to solve a puzzle. And they're like, no, 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 just, just point and tell me where to go. And I'll go there. Don't let me try to strategize it. Right. So these are things that mistakenly, myself included, when I first started off, quite honestly, I I neglected. I didn't even think of that. I was just like my passion for how great of a dog walker they were just overpowered my understanding for these unique values and skill set that people needed. Okay. So you need to consider the skill set. What skill set are you looking for? Are you looking for someone who is exactly like you? Or are you looking for someone to compliment you? I would encourage you for someone to compliment you. And I'd also encourage you to have two part-time office people. Don't ever let one person take too much because I've heard of way too many times people holding businesses uh, hostage. The other thing is that it kind of creates a good checks and balances when you have just more than one person. Maybe that's going to be half you, half them at the beginning. And then you're going to relinquish your half like as you're getting going. Maybe you're already doing this right now and you just kind of feel like you're at the mercy of your office manager because they're the ones that are running everything. They they have built relationships with your clients instead of you. And now it's this one person that they have built a relationship with. The clients need to know that they're going to get the same exact kind of experience no matter who they work with, right? Key performance indicators. How are you going to know if this person is succeeding at their job? How are you going to know if it's actually doing a really good thing for you and they're making more sales or they're cutting down the time that your staff has to spend on routes. Ooh, that's a big one. For those of you guys who pay mileage or pay time in between the visits and stuff, which technically you're supposed to, but everyone kind of does it differently. What if you had an operations manager come in that could just totally crush it, right? Or they could direct your marketing department or your you, who's probably the marketing department if you do not have better marketing with Bella. Yes, that was a plug, but it's my podcast and I can. Shout out to everyone who is a better marketing with Bella person. You'll start realizing that your marketing needs to saturate more or in order to help your operations, you need better marketing, right? And you need to market like, you know, and get a client on every street and in a certain community. This is something that you know, the office manager could analyze, they could analyze the stuff that's going on. It's a fresh set of eyes. And if they have an operations background, they could say, Hey, did you ever think about doing this differently? Or, Hey, if we did this, we could shave off X amount of hours, saving the company X amount of dollars. Dang, Gina, right? 
Like that would be amazing, you guys. Absolutely amazing. Or maybe you have the operations down and that's not a big deal. Maybe what you need help with is something like just making sure that all of the details get taken care of. Maybe it's someone that you need to be able to shout out a task to. Maybe it's on Boxer if you're verbal or maybe uh, Slack if you like to write it out, whatever it might be. And you just need to get the stuff out of your head because the minute it gets out of your head, all of a sudden you can start breathing more and you feel like, okay, it's not just like all up there and nobody's listening. Like you actually get it out of your head. Maybe they're really good with details and creating a timeline for you and saying, okay, we're going to do this, but we're going to do this on Wednesday, the 22nd, because number one, it can wait. And number two, it's important enough to do, and we're going to do it. And now all of a sudden you start feeling really supported. Let me touch on that word supported. I had to learn this the hard way. If you're in the mastermind, I kind of told you guys the story about how I went through five admin people in one year. Yeah, that was a learning lesson, but now you guys get to learn from it. One of my things is one of my friends kind of looked at me and they go, Bella, you're supporting them. They're not supporting you. Why aren't you getting supported? You know, and it was a big deal because I never really thought of it that way. I thought, oh my gosh, they really need to support me. So guys, when you're thinking about hiring your dog walker or your pet sitter to put them in the office and help you out, you really need to put them through a proper hiring funnel, just like you would for a pet sitter and a dog walker. You would never be like, oh, you like dogs? Okay, cool. Come work for me. Mm. No, you'd ask them a couple of questions. You'd test them. You'd find out how long they were at their last jobs for, what they liked and hated about their last three jobs. You'd you'd put them through the whole gauntlet, right? Why don't we do this for the office management, which arguably they're like going to become your gatekeeper. That's a really important job. So think about what boundary, what baseline, what foundations do you need to establish first? Then think about what is the scope of the job? What are they going to be responsible for? When I help my clients make SOPs, when I'm, I I do this all the time, Uh, it always comes up inevitably when I'm doing intensives and we're working together, you know, on, on zoom and just going through their business. And the, the main categories that usually come up are accounts receivable and payable sales operations. And then it's the marketing. Those are really the four different areas a lot of office staff help out with. Okay. And so everything can kind of be categorized in those four, but I need you to really think about what is important. What's going to complement you. What is something that you are not good at that you really need to get someone in there. Then when you're looking through resumes or you're saying, Oh, Molly, you want to actually stop walking dogs and come in the office? Okay, cool. What's your experience with running admin? Have you ever been a virtual assistant before? Have you ever, you know, been a I guess the old word is secretary, right? Or have you ever worked front desk anywhere? Like, what have you done? Tell me about it. Like, why do you think you would be good for this job? Because it has nothing to do with loving the pets. None, nothing. It has to do with a lot of checks and balances and and doing this and taking care of that. You guys know it, but it's all in your head because you just innately do it. So get it all written down. Get the whole standard operating procedure So that when things aren't done the way that you want them, you can go back and you can say, I think it's an SOP. Where is it? Oh yeah, here it is. Step one through five. Why didn't you do step three and five? Oh, sorry. Or, oh, it's not in the SOP. Let's make an SOP on that, right? It's going to help you guys so much. Please, please, please do not think that just because someone can walk a dog, that they're going to be a great admin person. That is the furthest thing from the truth. The other little tidbit, this is kind of a pro tip. I want you to keep track of if you have someone that is in the field and going to be your office manager, you have to have the two different pay rates, okay? Or at least on their paycheck, two different like 
keep track of their hours separately. The reason is, is because your workman's comp code is going to be a lot higher when they're being a dog walker or a pet sitter than sitting in an office because, hello, there's not that much of a chance of getting hurt in an office or as much as if you're walking a dog or doing pet sitting. All right. So just be aware of that. If you already have an office staff, uh, call up David Purcell at Business Insurance of the Carolinas. Tell him Bella sent you or whoever your insurance guy is and ask them about it. Be like, hey, Bella was talking about workman's comp and it being two different codes, uh, whether someone's working in the office or they're out in the field. So be aware of that. Okay beware of that. The other thing that I want you to really figure out before you actually bring them on is how are you going to communicate? Because if you're going to say text message or you're going to tell me email, I'm going to tell you, "Er, no, wrong. You're wasting so much time. Here's the problem with this. Number one, text message. The most obvious reason for this is that when you text someone, you have to scroll, 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 scroll. We talked about this on the last episode. You remember that? Yeah. Um, Don't do that. Don't because you're going to lose everything. And so I really highly recommend that you get Slack. Slack is really cool. It can also integrate with Gmail. And in there, what you can do is you can have channels or you can sure use it for a glorified chat room. But the thing is, is that when you start wanting to talk about a certain topic, you can actually reply right underneath that topic nests. And then you also can use a search feature and you can search and it will show you where in the conversation you talked about Mary Sue, the pet sitting client, right? Or Fido, the dog. So that really works. And then you also can create channels too, so that within the rest of the staff, if you want the whole entire staff to be on Slack, which is actually a really great idea, you guys. Living in email and living in messaging, text messaging is literally going to suck your time. It is going to create a lot of disorganization. It's a slow, slow, slow kill of your business. I'm promising you. It also takes a lot of time and there's no organization. So please, if you are living right now in email and text message, it's a whole nother conversation, but I really suggest using something like Trello or Asana. Those are project management boards. If you're a masterminder listening to this, I actually showed you mine in the mastermind. And we talk a lot about that because it's all about being efficient. If we can get your internal communications streamlined, that means that you're going to be paying your office person a lot cheaper. Now, let me also tell you this. I have another client and he shall remain nameless, but we just got him an office manager for two hours a day, five days a week because his stream, he is streamlined. He's like a $400,000 business. I'm pretty sure. I think it's about that right now. Yeah. And he's got this person for two hours a day. She has checklists. She has all kinds of things. And that's, that's what happened. And so now he doesn't have to deal with all this stuff because truly guys, your pet business should be able to be run two hours a day. And if you're perplexed by that, let's talk. Reach out to me. I challenge you, Bella at jumpconsulting.net. If we have not done a 20 minute session, email me, Bella at jumpconsulting.net and we'll talk all about it. I promise guys, I've been doing this for over 15 years. Wait, let's see, since 2002. So carry the, oh my God, 19 years. Ooh, God, I feel old. I will be 39 next month. (laughs) So that's almost half my life. What? That's crazy. Okay. Back to the topic on hand here. Do not hire an admin just because they're a pet sitter dog walker. That does not qualify them to be your administrative person or your office manager, whatever you want to call it. You've got to bring someone on that has great operation skills, great attention to detail, great selling skills. Are you going to find all of that one person? Probably not, but it's important that you know what you're hiring 
I want you to think back to that person you did hire for the office manager. If I'm, if this is you right now, and I want you to think back, Oh, did I really actually know? Or did I just say, Hey, watch what I do and do this. And then get frustrated when communication broke down or you got results that you weren't looking for. And it was completely opposite. Did we ever set them up for success? Guys, I get it. Like it's all a learning curve. And that's why I'm here for you guys today. That's why we're talking about this. You can have an office manager. Guys, we are not brain surgeons. This is not a complicated business. People complicate it. It's not complicated at all. I promise you. It is business owners that either want to feel important or are addicted to being busy or have their ego running in front of them that do not stop for a second and think, hmm, how can I be doing this better? But that sounds really weird. I don't think it's going to work, but I'm going to try it for a couple of weeks just so I can tell Bella she's wrong. Do it if if that's what you are. If you're an Enneagram type eight, like I am, which is a challenger, that's probably what you're thinking right now. Because that's what I would think. That's totally what I would think. But guys, I don't, I'm going to tell you this every episode now. I do not sit in my office talking to myself into this awesome new microphone. Do you like the way it sounds? For my own good. I'm doing this for you. So I promise it all works. It really does. Okay. So communication style, something else, something that was actually really, really important in this role. And I think you should probably do this during onboarding is I think you should get their personality. And you can do this through a myriad of things. You could do strength finders. That's actually a really good one because you do find out what their strengths are. The Enneagram, which is what I just referred to. It's spelled really funny, but it's E-N-E-A-gram, I think it is. It's fascinating. There's nine different personality types and it doesn't just tell you what you are, but it tells you why you are. And it also tells you what personality you go into when you're being unhealthy. <laughs> Did anyone just feel convicted right there? Yeah. Like I told you, I'm a Enneagram eight. So if you look that up, it will make complete sense to you. There's also free personality, 16 personalities, and it's like a free one that you can get. And that one's actually pretty cool too. But I think it's really important to kind of try to understand and get under the hood, so to speak, into the brain of the person that's going to be supporting you so that you can know what makes them tick, right? What kind of person they are. It's not just enough to be like, I want someone who's like, just really like, really cares and is always, you know, has common sense and like all these abstract things. Like, no, 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 no. We need to literally figure out the more work that you do to figure out what you want, the better the universe will give it to you. Okay. And I'm not typically a universe girl, right? I'm a, I'm a Christian girl. I kind of believe in a lot of different things right now, anything that'll work, but you really have to articulate what you're looking for, especially right now. And there's so much volatility in the job market right now. And it's not going to go away by the end of the, till the end of the year, probably. I mean, at least the fall, but probably the end of year. And it's going to be crazy. The one thing that you can control, okay. You can't control if people are going to quit on you. You can control how you do your interviewing and onboarding and training. That's what you can control. So if you were not busy doing that in 2020, if you're just joining me now, if you're just starting to listen to the podcast, I encourage you to giddy up and get it going now because it's only going to help your business. It's going to make it solid. It's going to make it so much stronger. If you want to sell one day, having all this stuff is just, it's, you're building the asset. I want to really encourage you to reconsider taking someone in off of the field just because they're a dog walker pet sitter and they love your clients. That's not enough. 
I want you to create a job offer. I want you to put it out via Jazz HR to a whole bunch of different places. And this person does not even need to be local. I want you to think bigger like we talked about on the last podcast. Think bigger, you guys. Solve the problems with a big mind, not a small mind. They do not necessarily need to be in and around you. Would that be nice? Yeah, that totally would be nice. But most of this stuff can all be done virtual. And that just opened up the whole entire world for you. Find out what your budget is and what that means per hour. Go ahead and figure that out. It'll make it so much easier. But please do not think that you can just get an admin or an office manager because they're a good dog walker or pet sitter. Guys, this has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. I hope this has helped expand your brain and kind of think about what you're going to have to do in order to be successful at this. Do not make the mistake. I'm trying to help you avoid mistakes that so many people have made, myself included, so that I can save you that valuable time so you can get to scaling your business, which I know is what you're trying to do. You guys, I do love hearing from you. I'm not kidding when I say email me, bella at jumpconsulting.net or post back wherever you saw this episode and let me know that you listened to it, You know what your biggest takeaway was, and of course, what you want to hear about for in the future. The day this podcast come out, I will actually be in Chicago doing two different intensives on Thursday and on Friday, uh, the end of June. I'm so super excited flying there from Arizona and uh, just meeting with clients. I rented an Airbnb, so we're going to do it very comfy. I've got all of my really big, big, big post-it notes that I put on like the wall, you know, like the really big pieces of paper. And I take my markers and we have itineraries for both clients. And we are just going to go through and just build out stuff in their business. I am so excited. It is so cool when I get to be in front of you and I'm not alone in my office. Lord help me. But yeah, it's great. I'm so happy. uh, And I hope you guys are happy too, that this world is finally opening back up again. Get ready because you guys are not going to slow down, especially pet sitters. You are not going to be slowing down to the end of the year. Um, I, I mean, at least to the end of the year. So staff up, hire up. That's why I've been dedicated to helping you scale and grow your businesses right now. We're not talking about getting your clients back. I know if you're a jumper, your clients are back. We need to get you the support you need so that you can take advantage of this and leverage it and go. You've got more cats and dogs out there than ever before and more pet parents out there than ever before, whether or not they've adopted them or they've surrendered. And then there's new people that have readopted them. Okay. People need to know that you exist out there. And then you need to be able to, a wait list is not a good thing. You need to be able to hire. And that's why we've been dedicating so much to hiring. If you want a community around you, that's going to cheer you on when you're feeling down, that's going to give you ways that are actually working, that are going to do group things. So you all can collaborate and figure out this jazz HR thing together and what actually works and gets people. And so that you can hire multiple people at a time. Guys, I'm not saying this, like this actually happens. Join the mastermind go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash mastermind. And if you want $25 off a month, go ahead and shoot me an email, bella at jumpconsulting.net and I got your shoot. All right, for real, I'm going to go now. I hope you guys all have a fabulous weekend and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.